0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW for we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, guys. How we doing? I'm Liz Wheeler. Welcome to the Liz Wheeler Show. Thank you all for subscribing. I know I've been asking you a lot recently to subscribe to the show, and you've been doing it. I really appreciate that. There was actually a comment on one of the um, one of the reviews on Apple Podcasts that I wanted to share with you. Where did I put my phone? Okay, well, I don't know where I set my phone, but it was from a man named Steve who said, why don't you ever ask us to subscribe on Rumble? So I figured I would mix it up a little bit today and say, hey, go over to Rumble. Hit that subscribe button. I would really appreciate it. We're over on Rumble too because Rumble is dedicated to free speech and that's what we're about on this show. So rumble.com, you can find me at Liz Wheeler Show over there. Hit that subscribe button. Really appreciate it. And thank you, Steve, for the idea. Okay, what are we going to talk about today on the show? We're going to talk about the Russian war in Ukraine and how to end this war. The time has come, my friends, to end this war, and I say this in an aggravated tone of voice because this should be very obvious that it's time for the war in Ukraine to end, and it should be very obvious how to end this war. The part that's less obvious is why our politicians are dragging out this war, and that specifically is what I wanna talk about today. Ukrainian President Zelensky has taken two actions in the past week that demonstrate to us that he is a massive fraud. I've been warning about Zelensky for a long time just to be skeptical of this guy. He's not what he presents himself to be, but the actions that he's taken this past week have changed my view from being skeptical of this guy, thinking that he's a little bit of a con artist, to thinking that he is a massive fraud, and not just a massive fraud, he is a dangerous one. I also want to talk a little bit about why American politicians who are sending our money to Ukraine, billions and billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine, why they actually don't want victory in Ukraine. They don't want the Ukrainian people to defeat Vladimir Putin's forces, his Russian forces. Our politicians in our country want forever war. I'm talking Afghanistan-style decades and decades of profit for the defense contracting industry. So ultimately what this comes down to is it's very obvious that we need to end this war. It is obvious how to do this, so how do we do this? How do we draw this war to a close? Let's get into it. Okay, I love Genucel plant stem cell therapy. I've used it all over my face, under my eyes, and it cleared up the dry flakiness and even reduced my forehead lines. Someone even asked if I had work done. No, 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 just genucel. thank you. That is a testimonial from Samantha from Arcadia, California, raving about her transformative results. Geniusel has sold over one million products to women and men across this great country of ours who love the results. Fine lines, forehead wrinkles, dark spots, sagging jawline, and even those annoying bags and puffiness, gone without the risky procedures. And with Geniusel's immediate effects, you get guaranteed results in as little as 12 hours, or you get your money back. Now, you can see the difference for yourself with 65% off their most popular packages at slash Liz. Every most popular package includes a free month supply of the original Genucell under eye bags and puffiness treatment. Just visit my URL. It's slash Liz and enter Liz at checkout for an extra special discount. If you order today, you will get their summer essential, the dark spot corrector, absolutely free. Go to slash Liz. That's G E N dot com eighteen policy website for details so this morning, I opened Twitter as one does to begin the day, and I see a photograph of Randy Weingarten. Randy Weingarten is the President of the American Federation of Teachers, one of the largest teachers unions in our country. Randy Weingarten is probably the biggest proponent of masking your two and three year old to send them to school out of everyone in our entire country. She's the one who was the biggest proponent of that. Randy Weingarten announced on Twitter that she was heading to Ukraine, and I thought to myself, "Okay, lady, why? You run a teachers' union. You're supposed to be in, you're supposed to be an expert in the education of children, and you're going to visit the Ukrainian border." This is what she tweeted. She sent photographs of herself as if she's some kind of war correspondent. She goes crossing into Ukraine. The the, the previous tweet she had sent. Was talking about how she had heard bad reports of Russians doing bad things and she wanted to go see for herself. And I'm like, okay, are you like a war tourist? What what are you doing? The 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 connection between the president of a teachers' union in the United States and the Russia-Ukraine war is a little mind-boggling to me. But it also is a little ironic because she was one of the ones who told us, who told parents, that the unmasked faces of our children were not safe in school, or even your child going to school if other people didn't have masks on wasn't safe enough for your kid in school, but a war going and just being a tourist in a war in Ukraine, that's safe enough for her. The, the, the lesson there is I don't care what Randy Weingarten does. She can make her own decisions. If she thinks it's safe to go there, I literally don't care. There's no other way to say that. Let people make their own decisions. Let parents make their own decisions. If you wanna take a risk of going and being a tourist in a war, do it. But let parents decide whether they wanna put masks on their two and three year olds. You don't dictate that and you don't collude with the president of the United States and his administration to make that happen. But one of the things, if, if I may, and if if you will indulge me in my thought process here, I just could not get away from the question, why does Randy Weingarten care about the war in Ukraine to the point that she would make a trip that's a, a pretty obviously a trip to create propaganda. She wants you to know, that she's visiting the war in Ukraine, why does she care? Like, is she just going where the TV cameras are? Is this all literally just a photo op to keep herself in the news? Because yeah, she did, she did garner a lot of headlines. I mean, I guess I'm giving her news coverage right now. But I don't think that's the reason. I don't think that she's just a publicity hound. It's The globalist agenda, we know, requires countries to fund these forever wars. Wars where the goal is not clear and decisive and quick victory. The globalists want this, not only because it weakens individual nations, but because it costs a lot of money. And particularly, it costs the United States a lot of money. So as long as we have this protracted war between Russia and Ukraine, I mean, what, we all thought it would last a week at the beginning? How many months into it are we now? As long as we have this forever war in Ukraine, the United States is going to keep spending money. They're gonna keep sending billions and billions and billions of dollars over to Zelensky. And this is modern monetary theory, right? You guys remember we talked about this a couple months ago because we talked about how the Biden administration with all of their COVID quote-unquote relief packages or recovery packages or whatever they were calling them, how Biden had embraced a woman in his administration named Stephanie Kelton. Stephanie Kelton is one of the biggest proponents of modern monetary theory, which essentially the theory itself is just you, you, if you as a government are the issuer of a currency as the United States is, we issue the dollar. If you are a currency issuer, then when you need money to spend, you don't have to rely on Congress to appropriate that money or Congress to levy taxes on the American people to fund your projects. Just print the money you need and spend that money that you've printed. The modern monetary theory says debts don't matter, deficits don't matter. Essentially, the deficit is just a historical record of the spending. Now, this is obviously totally bananas, totally bananas, but the way that it ties in here is if the government is simply printing money they need versus Congress levying taxes on us to raise the money for Congress to appropriate for the executive branch to spend, then why do we pay taxes? Like, why is part of my paycheck going to the Biden administration every week if they don't really need the tax money because they're printing the money that they're actually spending? And this is where this this is where the social engineering of modern monetary theory comes into play here. So the government under modern monetary theory, will continue to spend or will continue to tax us. But the reason they do that is, first of all, they want to force us to continue to use government-issued currency. Otherwise, because they're printing so much and spending it, it devalues and we would sort of naturally gravitate toward some other alternative currency, whether it's gold or silver or cryptocurrency or whatever, maybe maybe currency of another nation. It forces us to continue to use government, U.S. government-issued currency because we have to then pay pay taxes in American currency, but more importantly to the social engineering agenda of the left, levying taxes on us under modern monetary theory is essentially redistribution of wealth. It's an it's a mechanism of control. It's, whether it's sin taxes, whether it's penalty, whether it's incentivizing, taxes are then levied not for the money, but in order to coerce and control the American people. And that, that is something that Randy Weingarten is in huge favor of. I mean, think think of her entire tenure as president of the American Federation of Teachers. Her entire platform, all of her activism, has centered on one thing, denying you, as a parent, the right to make your own decisions. Controlling you and your children, and therefore your entire family, because she knows you have to send your children to school, and she knows that you're going to be forced to adhere to what she advocates for, This is a woman who is okay with transing children. She's okay with parents not being told by teachers if the children are transitioning at school. This is a woman who forced you to mask your toddler, colluded with the Department of Education to do this, or the Department of Education, the CDC to do this. Of course she wants to support an effort, a forever war that requires the United States to hemorrhage all this money because if we keep spending, then we're going to essentially be a modern monetary theory economy and taxes are just another way to control you. This woman is one of the most evil people in our entire country. Her agenda is a Marxist agenda. Now, Vladimir Zelensky is maybe even a rung higher on that ladder than she is. Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is supposed to speak at the G7 today, but that in and of itself is the culmination of a couple of actions this past week that show us what a massive fraud he is. First of all, Vladimir Zelensky submitted an application to join NATO. That in and of itself is not necessarily big news. He submitted an expedited application to join NATO, meaning he wants to be a member of NATO now so that NATO countries are required to fight the Russians on his behalf. And Matt, do we have this video of him signing this expedited application? This, this video is like a really strange, weird video. So they're speaking in Ukrainian. There's no subtitles. So you can see Vladimir Zelensky standing out in a street. He's flanked by two people. There's a desk in front of him. On the desk is a piece of paper. He's signing this piece of paper. It's obviously the application for the expedited application for NATO membership. And he's making this a show. Like, what? I know this guy was an actor before he was a politician, and it's never been more clear. This is a really weird thing to do. He thinks he's the star of his own movie. But think about what this would mean. Think about what it would mean if Ukraine joined NATO. You'd be going to war, for sure you'd be conscripted and you'd have to go fight the Russians over a border dispute in Ukraine. This it blows my mind that the United States Congress, which is sending so much money to Ukraine, looks at this and doesn't see it for what it is. Doesn't see that this is not this is not the patriotism of a man who loves his country. No, this is a guy who also wants a forever war in his country. He wants to be funded by the United States. He wants to snap his fingers and demand billions of dollars and he wants the American Congress to send it to him. This is a corrupt dude. Remember going back several months, we saw indications that this was the case. We saw indications that Zelensky was willing to not only draw the United States into a direct war with Russia, because I would argue right now we're kind of just fighting a proxy war with Russia. If I'm Vladimir Putin in Russia, I feel like I'm fighting the United States because the United States is funding Ukraine's war efforts. I wouldn't be able to disassociate that if I were Vladimir Putin. I would feel that I was fighting the US. The US is fighting with the Ukrainians. But we're not directly, our military is not on the ground with Ukrainians. We are not the ones killing Russians directly. We are just giving Ukraine the tools to do that themselves. But Zelensky, that was never good enough for Zelensky. Zelensky wanted us to be right next to him, and he proved that. We're gonna talk about that in just a second, but first I wanna talk about American Hartford Gold. Thank goodness for American Hartford Gold. If you're like me, you are growing more and more concerned about our future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and there's no end in sight. Market experts like Jamie Dimon, who's the CEO of JP Morgan, not only predicted the recession that we are in currently, but used terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented to describe what's happening. If you want to protect your future, I suggest that you do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call, and they will have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k and they make it easy, of course. They are the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first order. Don't wait, call them right now. Call 866-781-7499. That's 866-781-7499. Or if you prefer text messaging, you can text the word Liz to 65532. Again, the phone number is 866-781-7499, or text Liz to 65532. So months ago, Zelensky tried to get the Americans or even the United Nations to enforce, or NATO, to enforce a no-fly zone over Ukraine. And to me, this was, the, this was made everything clear. This brought everything into clarity for me. When he called for a no-fly zone, I thought, okay, well, what does that look like? If there's a no-fly zone and NATO troops or U.S. troops or U.N. troops, it actually doesn't matter who, if anyone except for the Ukrainians had to enforce a no-fly zone, what would that look like? A Russian fighter jet would infringe upon that territory, obviously, because Vladimir Putin, that's what he's doing. He's invading He's invading Ukraine. Russians would infringe upon this. And in order to enforce a no-fly zone, that requires that you, sh- that you warn that, that aircraft, and then if they don't listen, which Putin wouldn't listen, that you shoot that down. You shoot down that aircraft. What happens if the United States or the United Nations or NATO shoots down a Russian aircraft? Obviously it's war with Russia, duh. This is not rocket science. Yet Zelensky asked the United States Congress to enforce a no-fly zone. He's He's not stupid. He knows what the repercussions or the consequences of that would be which shows us that he's okay with those consequences. You don't ask for something like that if you are not okay with the consequences of what you're asking for. So he's fine with World War III, he's fine with nuclear war with Russia, he's fine with the United States fighting against Russia, two nuclear nations at war, All along, he has wanted the United States to fight his proxy war. And and domestically, this, this isn't just what Zelensky has requested from the United Nations or what he's done with his expedited application to NATO. In his own country, Zelensky has banned opposition parties. So political parties that are not his political party, he banned. It would be like if Biden banned the Republican Party. Zelensky, also his primary political opponent, he threw the guy in prison. Now maybe there is some comparison there to the United States, maybe that's what Biden's about to do with Trump, but I'm not being pithy about Ukraine. This is what Zelensky did, and he didn't use the legal system. He also banned any protests against the war. And he banned television news stations, the media from being critical of him and his government and the way that he's running this war. That's just like a glimpse of what this guy is doing, a glimpse of what this guy is like. This guy is very problematic. So then We have Zelensky actually call on NATO forces to launch preemptive strikes on Russia's nuclear arsenal. What should NATO do? Zelensky says. Eliminate the possibility of Russia using nuclear weapons. But what is important, I once again appeal to the international community as I did before February 24th, we need preemptive strikes so that they'll know what will happen to them if they use nukes and not the other way around. Don't wait for Russia's nuclear strikes and then say, oh, since you did this, take that from us. Reconsider the way you apply pressure. This is what NATO should do. Reconsider the order in which it applies pressure on Russia. He's asking NATO to start a nuclear war with Russia. He's asking NATO to make the first nuclear strike. He's asking NATO to ensure that the war in Ukraine doesn't reach a settlement, doesn't reach a conclusion, doesn't stop, doesn't end, except in World War III. This guy is a maniac. His comment asking NATO to launch a preemptive strike on Russia's nuclear weapons almost makes Joe Biden's comment about Armageddon. You'll remember Biden said, uh, by the way, this was privately that Biden said this. He didn't say this publicly. He said this at a fundraiser. He said, Putin is not joking about tactical nuclear weapons and the Armageddon risk that we face around the globe is the highest risk that we faced since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Now, first of all, if Biden actually believed that, how dare you say that behind closed doors? If you actually believe that, you say that publicly to the American people so we can prepare. But he didn't. He said this behind closed doors at a fundraiser because this is how he gins up money from his supporters. This is how he gins up the political capital to continue funding the war in Ukraine against Russia. Do we want to go to nuclear war over a border dispute in Ukraine? Like, why is that not the first question that we ask? Because my answer is no. I don't want to go to nuclear war with Russia over a border dispute in Ukraine. I'm sorry that Ukraine's territorial sovereignty has been infringed upon, but do I want to send my fellow Americans to war over this? Yeah, no, no. I don't even want to go to war, even if Putin nuked Ukraine. Are we willing to enter a nuclear war over that? Because the result of nuclear war means that we're either dead, we've been vaporized, or we are living in hell on earth. Yet this is what apparently Zelensky wants. And and John Kirby of the Biden administration, and this is a sad commentary on Joe Biden himself, that whenever he makes a comment The media doesn't report on the comment as if it's a literal comment, as if that comment can be taken seriously. They have to check with the White House to make sure that Biden didn't just misspeak because he's obviously president vegetable. But John Kirby of the Biden administration said, no, yeah, Biden did mean what he said. Now is White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. Good morning, John. Let's start with President Biden's comments saying we are facing the potential of a nuclear Armageddon. I know the White House has said these are consistent with comments he has used in the past, but he's never said anything quite as stark as this. So is the president right? Are we facing a potential nuclear Armageddon? The president was reflecting the very high stakes that uh, that they're in in play right now, Martha, when you have a modern nuclear power and the leader of that modern nuclear power willing to use irresponsible rhetoric the way that Mr. Putin has uh, several times in just the last week or two, uh, as well as uh, the the high tensions in Ukraine uh, over just the course of the last few days. So the president, I think, was accurately reflecting uh, the fact that the stakes are very high right now. Oh, okay. So this wasn't a gaffe. This wasn't president vegetable being senile. This was real. Biden really thinks that we could face nuclear Armageddon. He really thinks that we could be drawn into a nuclear war with Vladimir Putin. He really thinks the United States might soon be at war with Russia, the kind of war that leads to Armageddon. Listen, this is where the grown-ups need to come into the room. This situation that we're facing right now, we never should have been in this situation in the first place. this The reason that we are in the situation where it seems like there's a lose-lose. Either we continue to allow this to escalate and it might lead to Armageddon or Ukraine loses some of their sovereignty and some of their territory, some of their autonomy. The reason we're in this lose-lose is because of the Democrats. Joe Biden specifically created this lose-lose. It didn't arbitrarily happen. We weren't outmaneuvered by Vladimir Putin. We were outmaneuvered by Joe Biden. When Joe Biden and the Democrats as a whole have spent the last two decades refusing to drill for oil in the United States, when they have fallen prey to the green energy activists, the so-called green energy lobby, which in large part was funded by the Russians because they wanted to reduce our energy independence, which it did. We've reduced our dependence on domestic energy, which made us dependent on foreign oil, which means we've lost a lot of our power on the international stage, especially in these negotiations. It also rendered Europe, particularly Germany, impotent in any of their threats against Russia because they couldn't speak out or condemn Vladimir Putin because Vladimir Putin would just cut off their their oil supply. Democrats allowed us, they guided us, they shepherded us into this lose-lose. We would not be in this situation if it weren't for Democrats like Joe Biden. Putin should never have felt empowered to, to invade Ukraine in the first place. So the first thing that we have to do is we have to understand why all the options on the table right now, that anything that's going to happen in Ukraine, why all the options suck. It's because of what the Democrats did. It's because of the policies the Democrats have embraced. Because of the ultimate agenda of the Democrats, they are willing to allow this to happen, not just to Ukraine, they're willing to allow this to happen to the world. They're willing to allow the possibility of nuclear Armageddon. And, and listen, let me just say this. I understand the strategy of containment. I get it. I do. This is where I've changed my, or my view has evolved, I should say, on what's happening between Ukraine and Russia. Putin is a socialist imperialist. He wants to spread his authoritarianism around the world, particularly in the former Soviet bloc. I don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. I understand the the inclination. I feel the inclination as well to help countries defend their sovereignty against socialist imperialists like Vladimir Putin. I get that. Of course we want to help people. I feel that way. But we in the United States have to be realists. We are not in a position to do this successfully because of the political position that we have allowed ourselves to be put in by the democrats here in the united states there 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 actually is a way to stop putin or there was a way to stop putin there was a move that could have been made by the biden administration that would have prevented putin from ever invading ukraine the best way to stop Putin's socialist imperialism is exactly what Trump did. Trumpism, by the way, is just another iteration of Reaganism, just for a different time and a different era, and that is deterrence. What did Trump do when he was president? He successfully prevented the invasion of Ukraine. Putin didn't invade Ukraine when Trump was president, he waited until Biden was president. That was not a coincidence. Sometimes the best thing that a country can do that is both advantageous to Ukraine and Europe in general but also politically advantageous to us here domestically at home in our interests is simply deter. Now I know deterrence doesn't necessarily solve a problem, but look at what happens when you don't deter. Look at what happens When policies like the Biden administration's energy policies empower an authoritarian dictator like Vladimir Putin to do what he did. And then, then of course, we have what's happening here in the United States, right? We are not impervious to the impacts of Biden's so called green energy initiatives either, right? We have inflation, we have high gas prices, we have energy bills that are skyrocketing, we have our economic problems that we're having after the COVID lockdowns imposed on us by our government. And yet, All of our money, billions and billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars, aren't going to us. It's going to Ukraine. Our politicians are sending this money to Ukraine. This is why it is our business, you and I, right now, the American people, to put an end to this war. And there is a way to put an end to this war. It's, again, not rocket science. Rocket, it's not rocket science. A negotiated settlement is what I'm talking about. And this is what should have happened. This should have happened from the beginning. And it almost did happen, actually. Zelensky and the the Russian negotiators were this close to reaching a negotiated settlement back in April. Now, you might not have known about this, but Fiona Hill, a name you might recognize from the impeachment hoax trial, wrote a piece in Foreign Affairs magazine where she admitted that. Zelensky and Putin were this close to a settlement. She said, According to multiple former senior US officials we spoke with, in April 2022, Russian and Ukrainian negotiators appeared to have tentatively agreed on the outlines of a negotiated interim settlement. Russia would withdraw to its position on February 23rd when it controlled part of the Donbass region and all of Crimea, and in exchange, Ukraine would promise not to seek NATO membership and instead receive security guarantees from a number of countries. Now, if you're thinking like me, you might be thinking, well, what the heck ruined this? Why didn't this happen? The reason for this is in April of 2022, the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson went to Ukraine. You might remember the photographs of Boris Johnson walking around with Zelensky. It was, again, propaganda and A photo op, basically. Boris Johnson visited Zelensky and suddenly after Boris Johnson left, Zelensky pulled out of these negotiations and refused to negotiate anymore. Now, is this a coincidence? Because Boris Johnson is one of the most powerful lobbyists for defense contractors around our globe that exists. Is it a coincidence that his wife, Boris Johnson's wife, Carrie Simmons, has been one of the biggest proponents of so-called green energy policies, climate changey stuff, through Boris Johnson's government in the United Kingdom? Is this a coincidence or is this not a coincidence? I would argue that there is no, not even the slightest chance that this is a coincidence because of what the globalist agenda is. The globalist agenda needs these forever wars. They don't want an end to this war. They don't want Ukrainian victory. They want, whether it's money from the UK or money from the US, they want hundreds of billions of dollars to be spent in Ukraine on an ongoing basis. But here's the thing. This should not be up to Zelensky. I know he's the president of the country. It should not be up to Zelensky whether or not he negotiates an end to this war. We're giving him the money. We should control his decisions. It's like when, a, it's like when parents send their kids off to college and their kids are like, mom, you have no, right to see my grades, or dad, you have no right to know what I'm doing on the weekend. Oh yeah, they do, they're spending their money. They're funding your college experience. You're darn right they have a right to know what's going on. They still control you if they're paying for what you're doing. The same principle applies here. We are paying for Zelensky to fight this war. You're darn right we have a right to force him to negotiate a settlement because it's not only in their best interest, it's in our best interest. And our interests matter when it's our money funding the war. I don't even care about the particulars of this negotiated settlement. We know that any negotiated settlement is going to encompass three things. It's going to require some sort of neutrality from Ukraine, which is fine. That's essentially what they should have done in the beginning is be this buffer state between Russia and the rest of Europe. It's going to require a prohibition on NATO membership, which is also fine. This is either fine, like kick the can down the road, 10, 20 years, or I think we can all see why it wouldn't be a good idea for Ukraine to be a NATO anyway. And it's going to require some infringement or some concession from Ukraine on some of their territory, whether this is Crimea, whether it's the Donbass region, whether it's both, whether it's part of both, I don't know, and I don't care. We know that those are the three things that are going to be required in a negotiated settlement. The question, is whether this is gonna happen now or whether it's gonna happen years from now after who knows how many people have been killed over there and who knows how many hundreds of billions or trillions of our taxpayer dollars are being spent to fund this war. It is time to make a settlement deal, period. It is not up to Zelensky, it is up to us. It is our money funding this war. Who among us wants to be vaporized by a nuclear weapon? Who wants us to go to nuclear war with Russia? Who wants World War III? If we go to nuclear war with Russia, there's gonna be a draft again. You will be conscripted. Do you want a draft again? Do you want to serve in the military? Not, not to defend our nation and our sovereignty and our freedom, but a border dispute in Ukraine? I feel bad for Ukraine. I do. They are. They are getting the raw end of this deal, the Ukrainian people. Because they have a right to their territory. There's been an incredible amount of courage shown by the Ukrainian people fighting against the Russians. But their president, my God, is leading them astray. Our politicians cannot be trusted to make this decision on their own. Our politicians are warmongers. Did you guys see that video of David Petraeus, former General Petraeus, when he was just very, very casually like, oh yeah, if Putin uses a nuclear weapon, we'll just take out their whole Black Sea fleet. What? What? So Petraeus is obviously of the same mind as Zelensky. He wants a war. He wants a war with Russia. He doesn't care if it's a nuclear war. And he wants the United States to be a part of World War III. But we, the people, don't want that. They don't want victory. They want a forever war. Who profits off of forever wars? the same politicians who are spending your money. They spend your money to fill up their own bank accounts. It is time to end the war, and it is time to do it now. Negotiate a settlement. All right, it's time for our bananas video of the day, and I think that this one will not disappoint. It needs no introduction. Let's take a look at it. And speaking of the system of justice. We are also changing, y'all might have heard that this week, the federal government's approach to marijuana. (laughs) Because the bottom line there is nobody should have to go to jail for smoking weed. Like, how can she even say that? When Kamala Harris was attorney general of the state of California, guess how many people she sent to prison for marijuana-related offenses? 1,560. That is 1,560 people who served time in prison for marijuana-related offenses. Later, when she was asked herself about if she had ever smoked weed, she laughed. So she sent other people to prison for weed. She smoked weed herself thought it was really funny. And now she's claiming from this this podium that nobody should be sent to jail for smoking weed. This woman is the biggest hypocrite on the planet. Absolutely bananas woman. And that is your bananas video of the day. Over on Locals, we are going to unpack two very interesting but very heartbreaking and very um outrageous studies about, there's one study I should say, coming out of Florida, the Florida Surgeon General did a study about the danger of the mRNA vaccine on young men specifically. And then we're gonna talk about a congressman whose daughter suddenly died in her sleep of a cardiac-related issue. She had no pre-existing conditions, but she was, you guessed it, fully vaccinated. So join us, lizwheelershow.com slash locals, lizwheelershow.com slash locals. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler, this is The Liz Wheeler Show.